When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. another episode of the reality is as always it's newer and i'm really excited to uh dive into the real housewives of potomac and married to medicine today with a new friend on the podcast chai one half of y'all aren't mad enough about podcast and um we've been talking on twitter we've been talking a little bit on instagram Anyway, I was going to do a whole intro, but fuck that shit. Hi, Chai. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> so good. Um, thanks for coming on the pod. I'm so excited to chat thanks with you. Thanks for having You're- me. Oh my God, of course. Um, first time guest. Have to ask you right off the bat. We also, first of all, congratulations on, on uh, your beautiful pregnancy. Oh, thank you. Hour this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Oh my thank God, you. It was lovely. It was so lovely. How are you feeling? Uh, awful. I just can't wait to have this baby. <laughs> the second one is hard. It's so hard. Like this one has been, the good thing is I've only gained like four pounds this whole pregnancy because I have like hyperhemesis. I throw up every day. So um, I guess like the benefit of having an anorexic pregnancy is like, it won't be that hard to lose the weight. <laughs> 
Uh, wouldn't know. I gained 65 pounds, no problem, both pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know about that. Um, well, blessings to you and the baby. Um, okay. First time guest, we have to ask you, what, who is your problematic favorite? Alexia from Miami. <gasps> oh, my God. Can you let's expand it let's unpack it so first of all like i grew up in miami like so she feels like home she feels like a lot of my friends um i know that she is probably racist as all hell homophobic (laughs) dumb as shit um but i just love her like and you know if you called her out on anything she'd be like i voted for obama i voted for (laughs) obama twice i voted for him twice yeah She's like, when when I was married to Erman, we we hosted him. We hosted Obama. Wait, Michelle Obama like, ha- came to our house. Have you seen my picture with Obama? <laughs> that picture is doing so much heavy lifting. <laughs> do you do you? Okay, I have to ask because I do think that they are um, they are like uh, twin flames. But do you have love for Teresa Judice? Not really. <laughs> Because you know Alexia and Teresa are the same person. Um, like I, I see it. Like they look alike. <laughs> there is uh I just don't feel like Alex Alexia is nowhere near as dumb as Teresa's. <laughs> you yes. I think that Teresa has a misdiagnosis. No, no, I definitely like <laughs> Teresa could have benefited from like an IEP in school. Like I think that yeah, there was <laughs> if she both she and Joe could have really, really had some special services and it would there would have been much better. I know. Whereas uh, like Alexi is just like willfully ignorant, you know, and like just doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's also a big difference in like having only boys versus only girls. Like Mm -hmm. part of like Mm -hmm. Alexia's worst trait is being like such a boy mom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Alexia is like, you know, like women love to lie about rape. Like, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, Alexia is like, well, what was she wearing? Why was she wearing that? So like you showed up to his house, bro. Like you're being (laughs) tremendo extra. And this isn't problematic because I'm not doing a Hispanic accent. I'm doing a Miami accent. (laughs) And you're from there, so you can do that. Okay, it's very specifically a Kendall accent. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we know that she is because remember last season it was like her son had a girlfriend or whatever. And she was like, hey, because she, yeah, I think the daughter, the, the girlfriend had had some allegations against the son. And yeah, she was like, he hit her. Yeah. That he hit her. Yeah. And she was like, well, yeah, I just don't trust her. I just don't trust her. Like, and she also was like, okay. And then they're back together. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of how DV works. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Alexia. (laughs) I mean, what do you think's going on? We're not going to talk about Miami, but we got to talk about this. What's going on with, because you, you have some very funny comments about Todd and Alexia on Instagram. What do you think is going on between those two? I am 100% sure that when he posted that video, she got the ick. I'm like, there's no coming back from it. I really think that that was it. <laughs> I need to know why, what compelled him. I, I know the type of person Alexia is. And Alexia is like, what, like, in Miami, like, we use, like, 
homophobia to like shut up straight men. Mm-hmm. Right? Like in terms of like she just like, well, he was online talking like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that just turned her the fuck off. Like her, all of her like internalized misogyny, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was disgusted, I'm sure. And then the embarrassment of it, because obviously everyone was talking about him. And it's like, I'm going to be, if it was my man, I'd be embarrassed. And of that course. would probably give me the ick. Of course. Also, I want to know like what compelled Todd to make that video and post it online. And like, what does Anthony have on him that Todd like read like a hostage letter? I was like, what's going on? Is he held up at gunpoint? What's going on here? I have no idea. Like, I feel like he saw the way that it came up. Like, you know, people were definitely not on his side. I can't even remember now, honestly, like after the fight, like if I cared that much. It didn't matter. It was one of those. Like, I don't think people Todd, cared that much. To, yeah. Yeah. Todd, you didn't I, have to do all this. I don't it know what so that was. <laughs> well, but have you seen his other him. content? It's equally embarrassing, though. Like, I oh, know I he, haven't. He he does like a, like I think he wrote a self help book, like very much a self published um, <laughs> type of bullshit, and he like shares a lot of those things and like tips. Um. Which I think is just equally embarrassing. Yeah, it's like a Seth Marks, Joe Gorga level right. of cringe. Okay, well, all right. Well, good luck to those two. All right, your guess, you decide, do you want to talk about Potomac first or do you want to talk about Mary to Medicine first? Potomac. All right, let's get into Potomac, okay? Um, very excited for this episode because I feel like we got more Karen than we did in the first episode. And I love Karen Huger. <sighs> she came in with um some new hair and awful what it was like it was it was like rogue from x-men so in the last episode she had the same wig on but it was dark in that scene with um candace and wendy so you couldn't see it was like in the sober light of day her out walking with mia it looked insane like (laughs) totally not blended it was like girl what is this I love her so much. She comes in with a level of confidence that, like, I just, I wish, I wish that I had it when I turned, what is it, triple 20? Like, I, I wish. I, I'm never going to be like that. I'm almost at double 20 and I'm, I don't have that level of confidence. The way she just, like, strolls in and she still is so grand dummy. And she's like, I feel like every season she has, like, really honed in on her grand dumminess that, like, I can't not love her. She meets Mia. And she, they go on a little walk, and Karen has introduced a new thing, which is where she just shakes hands with her enemies. Right. <laughs> I just love her. But um, w- do you believe this truce between Mia and Karen? And do you think that Mia actually is sorry about the shit that she said about Karen um, hooking up with some dude? No, Mia is definitely not sorry. Because even when she was like saying it to Gordon, and Gordon was like, "I don't think you said all that," and she was like, "Well, no. like she was adding to it." <laughs> <laughs> and then she blamed alcohol, which she says she quit, but not really because she's still drinking wine. Which is Mia is just so like I've learned to like really appreciate what she's bringing. Right, because yeah. usually I hate someone who's like that much of a liar, especially when it's like I can't pin down anything you're saying. 
But now I'm like, okay, well, I just don't have to take anything she says at face value. Everything is a lie and everything is just silly. I'm like, whatever. She's going to come in and say anything, have the laugh and ignore her. Yeah, yeah. She is. Cause what she what is, do you mean? You also thought your husband was embezzling. <laughs> okay. And also, wasn't she the CEO of this company? And now suddenly she has no idea what the finances are. I mean, obviously, we know she was never the CEO of the company. Right. But she but, came in this season talking about, um, I'm no longer the marketing director. And it's like, girl, what? <laughs> yes. You said you were yes. the CEO last week. Like, we saw you moving the pamphlets. You said yeah. you were CEO. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wendy pointed to you and said, look, it's a CEO. <laughs> so, I mean, I I agree with you. There's a silliness to Mia's, like, stupidity that I'm just like, you know, the person that she harms is always herself. Like, she's so right. dumb that the person that she always is harming is mostly herself. So for that, I say, Mia, you can, you can stick around. Because it is – she is truly an unserious person. Yeah. She is – Deeply unserious. Um, Karen also shares with the ladies during a Pilates class that she was worried about her health and she had all these tests done and she had some run-of-the-mill calcium blockage, <laughs> which shakes her to her core, even for her to mention it on television in front of these people. So I was like literally on like trying to see like how dangerous is a calcium blockage what is that like and I, the way she made it sound I'm like again Karen is another really unserious person it goes oh, back to yeah. like what was the dirty bird thing last season oh my god yeah she stopped eating chicken <laughs> and then there was a scene where she was opening up her freezer and just discarding chicken frozen chicken in her freezer <laughs> I don't eat that dirty bird <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love her but she was like near you know emotion i mean she had a spinoff <laughs> did you watch her spinoff no i did okay not. no i think and i watched everything i usually no. watch everything but i think i saw like a couple minutes and i was like mm, i don't care for this no chai you have to watch the spinoff because first of all it's all of 90 minutes like it's nothing it's three episodes and they're like 20 minutes long it's very short and it's this whole thing. And she keeps saying it's about the secession instead of saying the succession. And I'm like, I don't think you know the difference between those two words, Karen. And she's like, it's a question of the secession of the state. And I'm like, that's not what that means. And then by the end of it, by the end of it, like there is literally no resolution. Like she says that there is no will and that nobody knows what's going to happen with her family's farm. And then by the end of it, by like three episodes, the aunt who's in control is like, no, I have a will and this is how it's going to go. And like, it's fine. Everything's squared away. Karen's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, so there was a will the whole time? Yeah. The whole time there's like a whole bunch of paperwork that was already done and taken care of and everything is fine. Like, I just didn't watch because I was hoping the spinoff was going to be like her and Raven, like who I'm obsessed with. I love her. I'd love yeah. to see more of her. So when I was like, oh, they're on a farm, I was just like, Ugh. it's giving like um, Jackson, what's her name, Brittany Tate, Kentucky. And I'm like, I'm not oh. interested in this. No, I would never. No, there is a good amount of Raven content in it. And okay. I do think okay. that that helps also. There's a bunch of other cousins too. But it was just, yeah, she's just so silly. I love her. She comes in like... Again, with that that confidence of that that excitement that like that ex that um 
you know, just the confidence about herself that she is a much more important person than she really is. And I think that, again, I wish that I had that because I'm, I have the complete opposite of that in every space I go into. I think I have a little bit of that. <laughs> and I can only see how it would, it can only get worse as I get older. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, is everyone on the outs with Candace? Because I feel like we barely got any Candace this episode. Yeah, like, well, Candace, I guess, was out of town for her music stuff. Yeah. Um, which that's going to piss me off if that continues through the season. Yeah. I'm like, you, you can't, this you is can't your main that. bread and butter. Like, you can't do this. Like, I don't want to see a repeat of like Candy going on tour while, like, you can't do this. You need yes, to be present you. for this job. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't even realize that her and Ashley left off on bad terms. Honestly, I can never keep up. I'm like, were they fighting? And then this whole thing that comes up of like, Michael is suing Candace because of the comments she made last season about Michael, have about knowing the man who sucks Michael's dick, allegedly. And Michael was so hurt and so upset. His business was so affected. I was like, what business? Your kangaroo store shut down. And then- you were on television grabbing ass. Like, did that was that not worse for your business than Candace making a? What about comment? when you were on the morning? You were on one of these DC morning shows yeah. with Ashley's dumbass sitting next to you, and you having to explain that you didn't sexually assault somebody. That in your business. <laughs> Thank you. Like this is your brand. Like from the moment you came on screen, season one, you were grabbing asses. So <laughs> yeah, that was your whole thing. And this is like the type of things that always remind me that I don't like Ashley, like, cause she's so charming that like you forget, yes. but then shit like this, where it's just like, well, she's like, I don't know anything about the, and it's like, come on. Like, and then I already know how the season's going to play at Candace is going to be made to be like, she's irrational cause she's mad at Ashley. And it's like, yeah, like your husband's suing me, like suing someone is really shitty. Like it costs people money. Like now I have to hire a lawyer and I have to do all of this. And I'm like supposed to be cool with Ashley. No. Yeah, exactly. Especially because she's very much still married to. Thank you. Ugh. You know, that's the other thing is, and then Ashley is very much still married to him, but then she'll get to say the whole thing of like, no, I'm not married to him. Like, we're very much separated. I don't know what's going on in his life. Like, Candace can't get mad at me because of what my ex-husband does, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, bitch. Also, she lied. She said that his name is not on the mortgage, even though that's what she says to her mother, even though we know very much that the house is very much in Michael's name. No, so what she said was that her name is not on the deed, but it is on the oh, mortgage. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still there. You're still sharing this home with this man. Oh, God, Ashley. Um, Candace says that she is going to go on tour. She's talking to her manager. They're doing a bunch of music stuff, music stuff. But she says that she no longer wants to be doing music with Drew Sedora. What's up with that? I don't know. I saw Candace came out and said that it came out wrong, that like it was edited weird to make it look like she was shading Drew, but mm. <laughs> I, I love Candace, but Candace, I don't know how that could have been edited any other way. Like, what, how? Mm. But I get it. Like, uh, like Drew coming on to do a do wop 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 real quick. <laughs> was like 12 so seconds of woo woo woo. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
We don't um, need her here. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, Drew is currently, what is she opening? Uh, Tamar Braxton shows, right? So, like. Yeah, but Tamar Braxton also had, like, Chris Sean on there. So, like, it's oh. not like a. She's lent anybody on stage with her. <laughs> okay, that is a person. That is a person that I don't know anything about except for the fact that it You're keeps so coming up on Twitter. You're so lucky. And then I muted it, and it still will occasionally sweep, sneak in. And I'm like, I don't care about these people. It's it's stuff I that I'm like, like I, I can't little, go down I there. held off for so long where I had no clue about them. And then, like, I watched – Kara sent me the um of everybody's business with mine, sent me the video of her giving birth, and uh, she kind of endeared her to me. And I was like, oh God, like now I'm like in it. And then all of I a sudden my algorithm just started pumping Blueface and Krishan content at me. Okay, the names alone. Okay. And then also, it just is a deeply whatever I've seen so far, it's just like a deeply sad situation to me. I'm like, this is a young girl who's like in a bad position. She's in a bad place and there's this guy. Like, it just all seems so bad. Anyway, yeah, okay. So she's also on tour with Tamar, I guess. So I guess she's just bringing anybody. But, okay, between Drew Sedora and Candace Dillard Bassett, who would you say is musically more talented? Um, I think they're probably equal. Yeah. Like, Drew, they have, like, both. they both have solid voices. I will say that I think um, – like Candace has like a, a a real body of work, you mm-hmm. know, like she has a real CD that like plays throughout. Like I think um, Drew's still pumping out singles. Also, she has Ralph on the cover of it, which is like, you are not taking this seriously. <laughs> I mean, what Drew did at that reunion was incredible. <laughs> it was one of the, Ama- most amazing things I have ever seen on television. I never expected. We thought that it was bad when, like, you know, fucking what's her name, Wig performed whatever she performed, and then Sheree was like, "Yeah, it has a good beat." Whatever, I like the beat. I thought that was hilarious. But whatever Drew did at that reunion was incredible. I mean, Candace, but the, I guess the difference is Candace would never do that at a reunion because she takes her career way more seriously. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So we meet a new housewife. Her name is Neka, and she is Nigerian. And what, as as a Nigerian person yourself, how did you feel about her? I mean, Wendy's obviously there as well, but you know, right? Um, so I'm like really upset about it. Like, I just I was hoping that they were bringing on a friend for for Wendy. Mm-hmm. So to have her come on, and it's obviously like set up that like. I, I guess producers don't like Wendy or I I don't even want to say producers don't like Wendy. I feel like there's this like they want to get away from the colorism conversation. So they brought in someone that could go against Wendy and looks like Wendy so they can say, see, it's not colorism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just don't like Wendy. And it's like, especially knowing that like NECA was playing such pick me um, mm-hmm. with the... When her and um, Wendy finally meet, and Wendy's just like correcting the other ladies on how to say her name, and she's just like, "Yeah, but you got to make it easy for them. This is America. Yeah. Make it easy for them." And I'm just like, "That is yeah. the most pick me bullshit I've ever heard." Like, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I immediately like in 2023, we're not letting people say our names wrong anymore. Thank like, come you. on, yes, yeah, and 
immediately like that was one of the things that made me really sad because even the way it's all set up all season is that these two are going to go head to head they're going to fight with each other whatever there is a real like you know there's a real colonial divide and conquer situation here that ashley darby is pulling okay Mm -hmm. between like taking these two women and being like we're just going to make you guys fight with each other like i just hate that i don't like I don't like the optics of it. It just something about that is giving me the ick because it almost seems like, you know, it's like when a it's like when a racist person comes up to you and is like, well, uh, what's her face? Who's that? Candace Owens. Brain. Yeah, Candace Owens. Like, can't I watched the Candace Owens video and then she said it's like you can't just use the same person to try to fight your battle. Like it's it or a similar it's just it it's so disingenuous, it's so gross. Um, I will say that this is all, I don't like the way she's coming off. I think she's coming off a little bit annoying. Um, but I also think like if she's going to come on television and talk about her generational wealth, it should be celebrated or it -hmm. should be critiqued the same way that it was for Candace when Candace came on and talked about her generational wealth. But I liked, I'm like, okay, whatever. She's doing a lot. She's pretending like she's never seen the show. She's pretending like she doesn't know these women, whatever. Fine. I'll let her do it. But when she has that conversation with Ashley about Oso, so I wanted you to talk about that because I don't trust Bravo and how they present any of this shit ever. Okay. So basically, Osu is something where it's basically a caste system, right? Yeah. It's been abolished, but it is still... Um, there's still a lot of stigma around it, right? So like in the back in the olden days, right, before like Christianity became the main um, evil uh, religion. And we had many gods. Um, Osu was like someone who let's say something was happening to them and they were offered into the forest for protection, right? Like Mm -hmm. you went to this Mm -hmm. God for protection. You and everyone related to your whole lineage is now Osu. And like, you can't intermarry people. Mm -hmm. Can't, you can't do that. Your Osu people do Osu things by themselves and no one else can marry you, right? And the marriage part is what has become like the big deal because that's what yeah. still lingers till today, right? Like in no other way do we really like pay attention to caste systems. It's not something that's talked yeah. about. It's only when it comes down to like the time to get married, right? Is like, yeah. Then your parents start doing research and like to make sure that like, okay, make sure you're not marrying a no soup person because you don't want your kids to not be labeled a soup, even though it's abolished. Yeah. Like the stigma yeah. is still mm-hmm. very, very, very much there. Um, it is the worst thing you can put on someone. Um, and it's like, we don't, it's not talked about, right? Because it's very much like, you don't want to give it light. You also like, that's not a stigma you want to put on someone. And I've yeah. tried to think of things that are um, comparable, that are like American that I could think of. And I just, I don't know that anything has that same weight or stigma. There's yeah. nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like for South Asians, we, you know, there is a caste system in a lot of Indian and Pakistani spaces. And so it's easy for me to digest that because I get it. Like I understand. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hierarchy that even though it's abolished, it still like has a sting to it. There's there's like a, there's a prejudice against it, even though it doesn't really count as anything. So when yeah, when Ashley, so Ashley brings up to NECA about Wendy, about the blogs, about what the blogs are saying about her mom um, and all that stuff. I feel like in the flashback, we're seeing NECA kind of have a pretty 
clear answer and she doesn't seem like she's bashing Wendy. All she's saying is, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that. And I don't think that there's anything like this is just something that used to happen. But I've never heard of that. But well, the she, her actually, answer was yeah. mostly just like, well, I don't I don't know if she is or she isn't. Yeah. Right. She's yeah. Like, I don't know if she's or she isn't. But it did start off kind of shady. And I see NECA trying to do a lot of damage control around it. But like her being like, well, is she a medical doctor? That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That, like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting because it's almost like when she says, starts to say like, oh, is she a medical doctor? Again, stop pretending like you don't watch this television show, okay? Stop acting like you don't know Wendy with four degrees, okay? You know who Wendy is. And also, especially because she says that she's met Wendy before. She says she's talked to Wendy before. So it's like, why are you acting like you don't know what she does or who she is, right? That's annoying. And then when it almost seems like Ashley finds an in of like, oh, she's ready to talk shit about this person. Mm -hmm. Let me also like give her a little bit of bait. She doesn't necessarily take the bait, but that doesn't stop Ashley Darby from doing what Ashley Darby does, which is stirring up shit. She goes to Wendy and she says the shit and Wendy is immediately activated. Like, can you talk to us about like what – like put yourself in Wendy's shoes. Like how fucking offensive is this conversation? Oh, I would have been like cut the cameras dead ass. Like (laughs) it would have been that. It definitely – it's – because it's not now it's out there on television it's not something i want to answer to it's also like i'll give a little context is my one of my mom's best friends um in when they were in their 30s actually like took her own life because she was engaged to this guy and then people found out that she was osu and the guy definitely didn't marry her and then it was out in the open like she thought she like ran away from the stigma moving to america and like unalived herself right like it is the stigma is still, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a very big deal, especially if you're someone who still wants to like, you want to marry within the culture and you yeah. want to still like navigate, like live within the culture. It's a big deal. Um, I also just like, I'm not going to sit here and have Ashley Darby. Like, you know, yeah. talk. I'm not going to talk to Ashley Darby about this. Yeah. But again, I never understand the way that Wendy is so willing to be so open to Ashley. Like I don't. Because she started off being like, I just like respect you so much. And like, yeah, it was so weird. She was like, when everything happened to me last year, I really felt seen by you. I'm like, what did Ashley do? Do we remember? Ashley came to the room. Oh, you're right. Okay. Which is also just like literally patting Ashley on the back for doing the barest the bare minimum. minimum. Like mm-hmm. they were awful to her. Like that, the fact that like Wendy was the one that was ostracized after that happened was awful. And Ashley being the only one to like recognize optics and being like, hmm, maybe I should go check on this girl. She's not a hero for that, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but the bar I, is so low within the group that like, I guess Wendy feels a certain like allegiance to her or like whatever because of that. Yeah, I think also, I mean, Wendy is also looking around the room and trying to see who she can actually talk to, right? Like right. she has Karen, she's not talking to Mia. I guess she's fine with Robin. Robin hasn't shown up to the party yet. Not really. And then she's clearly icing out Giselle. Do we also, I thought that Wendy and I thought Wendy and um, Mia had patched things up. 
So they did, but then at the reunion, Mia then like kind of took her apology back. Oh. Like it was very clear reunion wise that like Mia had been like coached by Giselle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then started to like really like double down on like the drink throwing was not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think it's just a matter of Wendy just looking around the room and being like, well, they're not filming with Ashley. So, I mean, they're not filming with Candace, so I have to do something. I have to. That's true, right? You know, I have to build some bridge. Um, Overall, how do you feel about NECA so far? Um, I think that, like, independently, like, she's a good person to have on the show. I think, like, it's nice to see someone rich. She also, like, is actually um, living in Potomac. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice to, like, a young couple. Her husband's a doctor. Yeah. She has family money. Like, I love to see, like, I love to see Black generational wealth. Um, yes. I think it's nice to have. I just wish she wasn't coming on to go against Wendy. It would have been a lot better if we were seeing them like be friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw Was on she- Twitter. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw on Twitter that she reposted that video or the clip of um, Wendy being told by Ashley what NECA said and saying it out of context or saying it incorrectly. Also, by the way, Ashley, if you're going to sit there in the confessional and be like, oh, it was a tequila. It's not cute. It's no. not funny. Like, I just don't think that that's adorable. Like, it actually thinks that she can get away with this shit. And it's just not fun. Like, if you're going to be a messy bitch, why don't you just fucking admit it? But sitting right. there and being like, oh, it's because I drank too much. Like, no, I if you're going to try to do it. Yeah, it's if you're going to do the Giselle thing, then go all the way in, you know, stand like 10 toes deep into it and say, yeah, no, I was just being a messy bitch. It's annoying. Um, Juan and Robin have a scene where Robin is organizing her pills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. (laughs) She's putting her pills in bags. Robin is, it just, God, she makes me so sad. Robin and Juan have a scene, and Robin essentially tells Juan what Giselle was saying to her in the previous episode when they had their little intervention. And it just, how do you feel about Robin and Juan? How do you, how do, uh, how do their scenes make you feel? Chance? I dabble in it here and there. I know the characters. Okay. It- so I, this, this week was really like, I just finished watching Sister Wives and I was trying to think to myself, like, who do I find more pathetic, Mary or Robin? Yeah. Right? Like, and more yeah, pathetic yeah. and more delusional. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think it's still Robin just because Robin now has like 
Well, Mary also has the financial upper hand. But I think with Robin, it's like you're on a bigger platform. People are have for years now been like, girl, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. And the fact that like Juan just does not care. Yeah. Like him being like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. We're like, yeah, we know you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like you couldn't for like, you couldn't just be like, you just got caught up with this hotel receipt thing. You couldn't take a break from being seen with women who aren't your wife out in public for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like he doesn't care at all about embarrassing her, and it's like, girl. And there is, there are boots on the Maryland grounds that I am familiar with that uh, are not in the laundromat or the nail salon that can tell you that yeah, Juan does not give a fuck. Like he is out there, and he doesn't really care who sees. And I think that the what makes me sad when I see these conversations is that like, you know, Robin will sit in the room with the women and be like, what? Like, no, we talked about it and it's fine and it's okay. Like, I can't be mad and whatever. Okay. And then she gets, okay. yeah. And then, and then she gets into the room with Juan. And what I find is that she's almost trying to explain to him how something makes her feel. And before she can even get to that, Juan is like, I don't care, Robin. Is it so whatever, Rob? He always calls her Rob. I don't care, Rob. Drop it, Rob. And then, like, she's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. And I'm like, this is this, this is so sad. It's actually deeply sad. First off, still trying to play cool girl with your husband of, like, 20 years. They just got married again, but, like, essentially have been together her whole life. Like, your pa- her yeah. parents took him in. So yeah. still trying to put up this cool girl facade is so pathetic. Like... You're you're allowed to be angry and upset when he does something wrong. Like I don't. It's it's hard to watch. Yeah. It's so hard to watch her like tiptoe around. Well, you know, like they were just concerned. Like you have to bring up other people, right? I'm not, but they were just concerned around the optics. And you're yeah. like, girl, just say it upset you. Say it hurts your feelings. Like you're allowed. Like that's part of being in a relationship. Is like he should care about your feelings. Yeah, yeah. I think. Though ultimately about Robin is that Robin will never leave Juan Dixon. She will never leave this man. And she didn't, right? They got divorced. We met her when they were still living together, fully divorced. Like, she's never going to leave this man as long as and, – and Juan knows that. And so he's just out there doing whatever the hell he wants because Robin's never going to leave him. And it's I spend a lot of time thinking, like, has Robin ever had sex with anyone else? Oh, my God. I was just thinking about this, too. I I spend a lot of time thinking that. Because, like, the time when they were broken up, like, fully separated, when he was, like, you know, overseas doing interviews about the real love of his life and carrying on with Gabrielle Union all over the place. Yeah. She was home with babies. Yep. Right? Like, she had just had the second baby, so I don't know that she would have, like, been out trying to date. So I don't know that she ever really had time to ever, like, explore outside of Juan. And I feel like that's just... Because we know Juan has definitely had sex with plenty of women outside of Robin. (laughs) Lots. Lots of them. And I'm sure he still is right now. Um, And I feel like it's just, like, Robin has not. And that... 
And it makes me even more sad for Robin. Like I want to, I get angry at Robin, right? Because obviously there's like the obvious hypo, like hypo, how how much of a hypocrite she is, and like all the hypocrisy, all that stuff. I get it. That stuff is annoying. Her even going now on the podcast and her and Giselle pushing this whole thing, this debunked thing about Chris Bassett. Yes, it's annoying and it's frustrating. What's frustrating about Robin is that Robin likes to act like she's still a cool girl, but then actually is like dying on the inside. All that stuff is annoying, but I've gotten to the point with Robin where she just makes me sad. I don't get angry at her anymore. She makes me very sad, like, for women. It makes me sad for, like, her boys. Like, she's got two kids who are, like, watching their dad, like, treat their mom this way and their mom just being like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't care, whatever, it's fine. Like, that that shit is fucking depressing. Yeah, and then we saw her like dealing with depression, and like we find like this was like right after the hotel incident, right? And then yes. he was being an asshole to her about it. Yes, like oh, it just sucks because it's like there's something that like I really, really wish that like I could get into like be a fly on the wall. If she would ever do therapy, I'd love to be like a fly on the wall to just hear what's going on in there. Yeah, because I don't think that like she's ever even been honest with herself. And I don't like to like speculate on people's sexuality, but like, you know how people are like, a lot of people will say like Robin gives, you know, lesbian. <laughs> um, I sometimes I look at her, like her and Juan's relationship. And I think that there might be something like to that for the fact that like, you are very clearly emotionally unfulfilled in this relationship. Yeah. And I feel like if it, <laughs> you if there's something there, like she's not willing to like admit to herself, like maybe she does like women or maybe she like, you know, maybe she's getting that from like her relationship with Giselle or her relationship with other friends, because like this can't be like the most intimate you are with someone like this is sad. Yeah. I don't think that one is laying it down for Robin. I think that he is. I don't, I don't believe that there's any of that happening between those two. I remember last season she was trying to push the story of like, oh, one wants to have a daughter. I'm like, Robin, stop. No one believes this. No one believes that you two have been intimate with each other. Okay. Like, I, and yeah, I think that there's a, I think that's also like part of her anger. It's like, I think she's got an unfulfilled life. I do, I will say, I don't doubt that Juan would like to have more children with Robin. Oh, yeah. A girl no. specifically. I specific, don't doubt that. Not that, like, he's attractive, wants to, like, but I think that there is something to, like, you know how men get about their legacy? Yeah. And I think there's something to, like, Juan wanting, like, a daughter. So there's someone to take care of him when he's old. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, yeah. like, those boys are not going to care about him. I'm sure those boys are, like, closer to Robin. She's around more. Um, he has made comments about you and the boys ganging up on me. And I feel like that's just like, he just wants a daughter. So he has his person. Oh yeah. Maybe that's a great point. Cause, and also, and then it just sucks her back in more now that she's the breadwinner. He has to really hold on to her. And if he got her pregnant, that would be great for him. Yeah. They barely talked about what's been going on with the, uh, school. I mean, they kind of just brushed it. Like, I think that they had a conversation where Robin was like, listen, Juan, I got in trouble with Andy Cohen because I didn't share this stuff. So this season we really need to share it. So he comes in all like, I'm ready to talk about things. And he'll be like, he'll, he's saying these things. So like 
over the top that I'm like, we've never seen this much energy come out of Juan Dixon ever on this show that it's so staged. It's like so clearly staged. Given contractually obligated. Like I think Juan was given a contract this year. Like that's, it's that, right? Like, because we've seen Juan anytime she's questioned him, Juan is hopping in the car and leaving. Like, yes, yes. But I think it's that, like, now he knows this is our sole income. Yeah. We cannot risk it. And I honestly, if the producers were smart, if, you know, production was smart, they would have made a clause in Robin's contract that is one has to film. Yeah. One needs to show up at the reunion. Yeah. This man has has not been at the reunion for five years. Like, he's never there. And he can't say it's work now because he doesn't have a job. I don't even like the way he was casually talking about, like, are you looking for a new job? And he's like, well, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I'm like, you should be. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I just have a lawsuit. Oh, well. I'm like, "Uh, oh, well. Do you know what your lawsuit is for, sir? You kidding me? I'm concerned. Now that they're married (laughs) again, he's looking too comfortable at home. He's talking about he's taking his time finding a new job. I'm concerned. (laughs) did she get that prenup like i'm concerned yeah yeah oh robin um any other thoughts about potomac before we head over to married to medicine Mm, who have we not talked about we talked to me and we talked about everyone i did want to say that so Decca has been asking people to because i was watching one of brooke ash's videos and she had posted um she had posted something about like her, one of NECA's friends reached out to her and had asked her, like, you know, like had said that, oh, she's asking her friends to defend her online. Oh. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And last week I did, when I tweeted about NECA, I did have one of our mutual friends ask me to take it down. Oh. And I just took it down because I'm like, whatever, I like her, like, it's my friend and whatever. If it's going to cause drama, I'll just take it down. But then I called her like right before we like started recording, I called her and I was like, did you, did she ask you to ask me to take it down? And she was like, yeah. Oh my God. All right. Well, good luck. She's with very unequipped for this. Show. And yeah, she's claiming you- she never saw the show, which I don't believe at all. Like that's like, you're a whole ass lawyer. Like you didn't sign a contract for something like, to- and you came into it totally unprepared. I don't believe that. Yes, and if you listen to the Bravo docket, they have looked at reality TV uh, talent contracts, and they're like, you would have to be an absolute lunatic to sign one of those. If you're a lawyer and you decide to sign that on, you know exactly what the fuck you're signing up for. So yeah, I do not believe that for a second, that this lady is a lawyer and she never knew what she was signing up for. Right. You know, yeah. All right, well, let's go over to Atlanta, to Mary, to Madison. Um general thoughts share your thoughts with me about the show in general who do you love who do you hate what are you loving on the show i um will go ahead and say i have a love-hate relationship with every single person on this television show right see like okay married to medicine is the most consistent show yes on bravo absolutely um they're like the real like it's just a great show it's one of those where like i don't usually have a lot to say about it but it's just like i I'm excited to watch it. I feel good with them. Um, Dr. Heavenly is like my favorite human. Um, Dane County raised. I get her. She gets me. I love her. Um, Even Dr. Jackie, who is literally like terrifying for me. Like, yes, just mean and fat phobic. Um, I can't. 
I can't imagine a worse um, person to show up to. Like, to be my OBGYN, I would die. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, when she was giving the brat shit about eating the um, the cheeseburger. A single, a single from Wendy's, like, I was like, you're getting mad at her for a single? You do not want to know what I eat on a regular. Like, I'm not even a pregnant person. Like, are you kidding me? Right. I know. Like, um, but even her I love, you know? And, like, she's the person that I have the, like, the biggest issues with. That I'm yes. like, oh, God, what is she going to say? Yeah. And she really showed her ass during the whole Buffy season. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, you know, it is cute to see Jackie and Heavenly's relationship now because also when Heavenly joined the show, Jackie used to fat shame her too. And still does. And still. <laughs> she still does. She still does. But like Heavenly can take it. You know, yeah. she can take it and she doesn't like. And it's also because like. Dr. Heavenly doesn't care because she thinks Jackie looks like shit. Like, that's not a body that she yeah. aspires to. Like, to her, <laughs> Dr. Jackie's gross, so she doesn't care that she's fashioning her, if that makes any sense. Like, she's like, no, I don't no. want that flat ass. And, like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to be that skinny. So she just doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel about Miss Quad? I love her. She, like, I just love her. Miss Quad, Miss Quad, she got it, she got it. (laughs) I love her so much. I was so excited to see her on this episode. Like, I just, oh, I'm so happy for her. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was going into this season of Married to Medicine when I knew that Dr. Greg was coming back and his new wife is going to be on the show. I was like, they are icing Quad out and I don't like it. Like, I don't like it. Can we talk about how messed up that is, though? like for the fact that we know that like at like he has admitted to he put hands on her. He put hands on her. He and now it's like you brought back her like abuser to the show with his new like it's like with really his child bride? A violation. Like I really was just like this is production is fucked up for this. Okay, I have a theory. Okay, because just just like based on this episode, right? So last episode in this episode, we've gotten to know fucking stupid ass Dr. Greg, his new fiance, Sweet Tea, Letitia. And Phaedra is also on the show. And Phaedra is so far shown to be like Greg's buddy and like Greg's friend. And like, you know, he she's looking out for Greg and like she's looking out for Dr. Greg and she's really close to Quad, but she's always looks out for Greg. And like she's hanging out with Sweet Tea to like, you know, help her fit into the group and all this stuff. Do you think that Phaedra is really Greg's friend or do you think that she is up to something? Because like I, when I Oh, I I think she's taking every opportunity to make Sweet Tea look insane. Yes. But I think it's also (laughs) to make, but I think it's also to make Greg look insane because, because the way that she like met with Quad and how happy they were together and like how excited she was, it was like very, you know freaking frack from back in the day like it was they were very excited to be with each other mm-hmm. they were very happy so I feel like Quad was like okay I will come back and film this television show if I know that you know at least Phaedra has my back because you know Heavenly doesn't have her back right, like right, right. none of the Simone I don't understand okay it's fucked up 
that like everybody else was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Like even like Toya and Quad have not gotten along, whatever. But Simone, and and I'm Cecil, okay with Toya because okay, Quad did really go low with trying to trying to say she was setting up those robberies it's last crazy. season. Yes, with Anila, Anila's like that like, was crazy. Like yeah, come Toya on. exactly. Toya and Quad have a legitimate fight where they can come for each other. Fine, right. but Simone and Cecil are supposed to be upheld as sort of like the mom and dad of the group that are supposed to be like morally sound and like they're like the good ones and they don't do like the, you know all that stuff we fight for simone and cecil and these two are supporting dr gregory and like C- cecil being like oh he leveled up and he's so happy and all that stuff i he's with a woman who is 23 years his junior and the reason why he wants to be with her is because she says she will cook his meals and have his babies did you see the clip of Heavenly on a podcast? I think I don't know if she was on um, Carlos King, but what she said was that Sweetie is now saying that when they get into fights, Gregory says you're turning into quad, and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't like you hanging around with these women because you're. And turning that's just quad. literally like you having your own opinion. Yes. <laughs> um, Simone really disappointed me. Like, and that's the thing is like. I don't get what Simone has against Quad, particularly. I don't really understand that. There's something underlying there because she's always, like, she will always be on the other person's side. Yes. And I guess it's because her and Toya have a friendship. I don't get it, really. Like, I don't understand it. I I get where, like, her husband is, like, coming from. He's, like, they were all friends, and I guess, like, they're going to take each other's side. Fine, right? I just feel like... The person who's having the most like earnest reaction to everything to me is Dr. Jackie in being like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like when we get to yeah. the like they walk in first off, can we talk about Sweet Tea doing the tour of Quad's house? I know. Like we have never house. seen it before. Yes. And I love that they keep calling it Quad's house to her face. It's amazing. I think it's insane. Could, could you do that? Like, I couldn't live in another, like, it, oh, we have no. to get a new house. We have to get a new house. No, it's, okay, let's say if it, I was in this situation, no cameras, no cameras, right? That's weird enough as it is. But this this home has been televised, televised. It's on record in history for people to go back and see. And you are, and there was a time when Gregory didn't even live in that fucking house. It was just Quad's house. It was Quad's house. And like, oh, I didn't that, even know that. <laughs> it, yes, there was a while where it was just Quad living there by herself. Like, that's insane to me that that is the house that this lady has moved into and turned into a fucking home goods. Like, it's so Sweetie has a dress fitting, which also I was like, this is sus. Okay. You're getting married in a month and you decided to do your dress fitting after the camera started rolling. It's giving you wanted this for free. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she also, like, you don't yeah. have a real friend. Okay. I'll you brought the girl from the Facebook group and then... Um... <laughs> I was like, where's your mom? And, and I will be honest in that, like, I am someone who most of my friends I met online. I met my yeah, husband same. on Twitter. I, like, I am big same. online. I get it. I don't think that that's weird to, like, meet people online. Yeah. But I think it's weird that, like, that's the only person you had was a girl that she met on a Facebook group 
based off of this very new relationship. At this point, they'd only been together five months. Like, it's a new relationship. So that's also a new friendship. Like, wait, hold on. They've only been together for five months at this point? So, yeah, because on Watch What Happens Live, um, Toya said they dated for six months before they got married. And then they've been married now for six months at the point (gasps) of, like, Watch What Happens Live. Oh, my God. This is sinister. Yeah, and Andy was looking crazy. Andy was like, did he get a prenup? Did he get the prenup? (laughs) Andy was very, you know, Andy is like very concerned about people not getting prenups. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much money Dr. Greg has, to be honest with you. He should have a lot, though, because he has been a doctor for a really long time. That's true. He's in his 50s. Yeah, like he's old. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you just like... He's he's old, like he has old money. He's old. He's got like, no kids. Like not what even else old money he- like that. Exactly. Like he's just <laughs> he's he's been working for a long time. You know. Yeah. 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 And he's like probably now finally paid off his student loans and stuff. So like it's right. yeah yeah you're right you're right. Um, although he is still living in his ex wife's house, so I'm not sure how much money Dr. Greg actually has. I but to me that is like points to like I don't see how where he's spending his money. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? That's so true. I feel like yeah, he has yeah, yeah. a lot saved. That's true. That's true. Um, so there they have this dress fitting, whatever, all this stuff. And then Toya has a wine club party. Um, Toya's wine club, bless Toya. I get what Eugene was. I fucking love Eugene and Toya so much. I love them as a couple. I love Me them too. as parents. They're Me so too. I love any scene with them. But what blows my mind is when Toya is not with Eugene and the way that she behaves sometimes. I'm like, who is this person? Like, why are you this way? But I absolutely like I have I just have so much love for them. It's a way it's a way a lot of people I understand why people hate Giselle. But when Giselle looked with her daughters, I'm like, this is a decent human being. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel when Toya is with Eugene. But when no, she Eugene says is the best of Toya and it's like yes. nice to see like you could tell the way that he loves her makes me want to love her like that. Even yes. when I'm seeing her just be like, there is nobody who is more fiscally irresponsible her and Kim Zolciak are like right up there. You know what right I mean? There. Like where I'm so concerned for their finances at every turn. I am like, she's going to work Eugene to death. <laughs> she is. She finally and she got a does job. not care. Like when she was like, she's like, yeah, I played t-. like, and I'm saying this is someone who, um, st- I'm a stay at home mom and my daughter is at school all day. So I mostly just nap. <laughs> so maybe I'm triggered a little bit because I am a little bit of a because <laughs> I very much always say like my husband has to have two jobs before I'll get one. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but like I mean I, I pretend to do stuff. You know I think yeah. you need to like yeah. be pretending to be rigging an income. You know, like I did go to school. I keep all my IT certifications up to date just in case. You know. Yeah, I ever want to yeah. jump back in. Toya's on TV, probably. Also, things like I just had my baby shower this weekend. The Nigerian in me, my mom is like, "Don't tell anyone you're a state mom." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a lot of lying, right? I'm in between yeah. projects. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the project is your first baby and your second baby. Right, uh, <laughs> but with Toya, but yeah. I'm like, she's just like, I played tennis for four hours today. It was amazing, and like. Can you believe it? And she says it with this confidence. And I'm like, damn, 
I wish I could. She doesn't even pretend. And then she's like, it was really cute when last season she was like the reunion she brought. She showed Andy that she <laughs> she made $6,000. She's like, look, I made money. I have my own income. So it's apparently from this wine club. Now, bless Toya for doing this. This was a storyline early seasons of like OC and New Jersey. Do you remember those back when Housewives started? They all had yeah. wine clubs. One thing I do think is like that also stresses me out about their finances is that like I love wine. So I'm always like looking at to see what bottles Toya is opening up. Yeah. And Toya is casually opening up $60 bottles of wine all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like very casually. And then, like, Eugene will come in and she'll give him a glass. And, like, she's like, before you know it, she's like, do you want me to open up another one? I'm like, that's $120. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stressed out. Like, and this was, like, peak IRS time when, like, they have that huge tax bill. And I'm like, girl. I know. I know. (laughs) Do we know where they're living this season? No, but on Watch What Happened Live, she says they're looking for a new house. She wants to have moved before next season starts filming. Oh my God. I love her. She can't stop. She cannot she, stop. She can't. Oh God. <laughs> I love the scene where they have a sex talk with the kids. It just was so good. Now on your podcast, I was listening and you were mentioning how you use chat GPT for everything. Yeah. And I realized watching this episode, I was like, I'm going to use chat GPT to figure out how to talk to my kids about sex because this is a good one. That was a great conversation. It was good. It was just like, hey, can you also How old are your your boys? Nine and six. Okay. So the nine is getting there because they say – like after this, I kind of did a – and they say you should start around 10. Yeah. So – we already You're started a little it. bit. Okay. Yeah, no, we already started. Like he he asked me actually like when he was like seven or something, he came home from school and was like, we're coloring at the end of the night together. And he was like, uh, mama, is sex a bad word? And what is sex anyway? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was not prepared for this. And I was just like, um, you need to tell me what context you heard it in. And he was like, oh, so-and-so read it in a book. And they said that it was a really bad word. And I was like, what was the book about? It was like, it was the first woman to do something. I was like, oh, that means gender. Okay. (laughs) But but when it's used as like a verb, as an action, it's what grownups do to make babies. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, you have any questions about that? And he was like, nope. I was like, "Mm, I think you already knew that. I think he already knew and he was just like looking for me to confirm it. Right, right, right. And then he was like, well, why did someone say that it's a bad word? And I was like, well, because – you know, it's just things that adults do. So like a seven-year-old talking about it is not appropriate because mm-hmm. seven-year-olds shouldn't be doing that. He was like, oh, okay. But like we've had some – like now that he's getting older, I'm like, so you're going to – we had a thing. <laughs> I'm going to – thank God my children don't know about my podcast. I once found him searching. <laughs> I once – he has Apple Music and it's all like, protected so he can't listen to like you know inappropriate songs or whatever mm-hmm. but i walk into the living room and he has his ipad and he flips it over and i was like oh, what what were you looking at what were you looking at and i flipped it over and he was bless his heart he was just searching in itunes big butts <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and all he was doing was just looking up 
songs that have the word big butt, but he was looking at the art, the um, music art, like the uh, album art for it. Right. So he was looking at like pictures of Cardi B and like whatever, yeah. like it was just so funny. And it was just like, <laughs> he was so horrified. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I don't want you to feel shameful. Like, there's nothing for you to feel upset. This is normal. You're getting older. You're going to be curious about bodies. Like, that's normal. But, like, that big butt belongs to a grown woman. And, like, you should not be looking at that at your age. He was like, well, if I'm not (laughs) supposed to look at it, then why is it there? And I was like, great question. Great question. Great question. It's there for you for when you're a little bit I think Bethany Frankel's got a podcast about that. So, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. But I just – I love the conversation. I love that Eugene actually every season manages to talk about a thing that, like, most people don't talk about. Like, he talked about going through, like, uh, menopause, he called it. It's when, like, Mm -hmm. men lose their sex drive. Like, I love them. I love those I love Eugene. And to me, like, when she was getting ready to go and that conversation he was having with her in the mirror – yeah. I just like I love Eugene. I think he's just like a top tier man on Bravo. Yeah. Like he's just so solid. Like even as much as he works super hard, he's still so present in those kids' lives. He's still the one helping do homework, which is crazy because Toya, you were a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if she was helping with homework, how is she gonna go and play tennis for five hours? Okay. Right. Um, she also yeah. like comes back from tennis and starts opens up a bottle of wine at noon. So like she's already sauced by the time the kids come home from school. Do you think Toya's drunk all the time? Yeah, <laughs> I love her. But I, but I I don't see that. Like to me, it doesn't feel like she has a problem. Does that make sense? Like I think she's just because well, she's not person. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I yeah, don't, yeah. she's a lush. I don't think that it, it's not a problem. I don't think she doesn't have anything else to do. It doesn't feel like it's impeding her life. Like, yeah, she's I sober mean, for tennis. The only thing that she actually has to be present for. So, yeah. which is ironic then that she's like trying to dig up dirt on Quad and say Quad had a DUI. It's like Toya, just because your tennis club is right down the street, that's why you don't. Right. It's also because like she does it because she drives a golf cart around. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> yeah, if they breathalyzed you for that golf cart, you would also have a DUI, Toya. Right. Right. Uh, um, um, they have this. Uh, they have this party, whatever. And at this party, Sweetie finally says, "Hey, this isn't like cool. I don't like that you guys are not being very nice to me." And for what it's worth. I will say, good for you, girl, for speaking up and saying something. It takes a lot of effort to, like, be that bold and say something to these women. And good for Simone for getting up and, like, comforting her. But it's almost like, again, it's kind of like, well, what did you think you were signing up for, honey? And I am wondering if she keeps saying, well, Greg really wants me to get along with this group. Greg really wants me to get along with this group. I wonder if some of this – Obviously, she knew who she was getting in a relationship with. She's only been with this man for shockingly five months. And she I, also knew about him because she literally, like, watched the show. Yes. And to be, she was like, I can give what you want. Like, yeah. But I wonder if some of it is that Greg also wants to, like, rehab his own name on this television show. And he's kind of forcing her to be in a situation where she should be on this show with these women. I hadn't even considered that. 
Because I feel like that's probably I feel like that's probably a plus for him. But I think that like this is driven by her. She wants to be on yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah. she wants to be on this show, and that's what I found it like. I didn't feel bad for her. I'm sorry, I just don't like. I didn't feel bad for her because I was like, what else did you expect? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're like cosplaying another woman's life. Like it's I, I don't think we've ever seen this on any other show ever, where like the yeah. new wife now becomes like a cast member and like it, I don't think we've yeah, ever we've seen never this. Seen, no, we've never you seen know, like, Yeah. And you're now in her friend group. Like, come on, what do you expect? Also, like you've been in a place where like I a lot of my like husband's friends, like when they will date a younger girl, mm-hmm. um, like, I already even have rules. Like, I'm like, if you bring somebody under 29 to my home, they have to, like, she can't be downstairs with us. She has to stay in the playroom with the other children. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I don't want to interact with children. I don't. Like, it's, it, I don't like how it makes me feel. It's weird. I don't care for it. Like, if you yeah. want to date a younger woman, someone who's not age appropriate, like, that's your business. And I feel that I'm like, come on, Dr. Heavenly, Dr. Jackie, what are they doing hanging out with a 32-year-old? That's true. That's true. Right? Like, yeah. and she, she's, it gives silly. And like, I think that they're being as like polite as you can be when like, all of this is silly. It is very You're silly. You're in this woman's home. Like when Dr. Jackie's like, well, I was here, you know, when the, the last owner was, the last <laughs> owner was here. Like, what else are you supposed to say? We have to acknowledge these things. When you say that you're on a support group for dating older men, that sounds ridiculous. It is so funny. It is so funny. And they like- Or when you say she's like, I get access to the money. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, fine. You're right. I just don't (laughs) like a pylon. Okay. I get nervous about a pylon. But you bring up great points that she knew exactly what she signed up for. I loved at the end of last episode, the red flags that we saw across the board. Um. Now, next episode, Phaedra will be bringing quad. <laughs> okay, but wait, what did you think about? What did you think about before we get into it? What did you think about her telling the story of being like, you know, people at restaurants and bars have been like, are you okay? Yeah. Because to me, she gives, like, I can't believe me and her are actually the same age. That's shocking <laughs> to me because she gives like old church lady energy. Like there's, there's like a, there's a geriatricness I, to her. Right? Like the way she just carries her body. It's also like the heaping bosom where the bra is just like, where it's literally like the cleavage is like falling out of the, just the way that is like. Yeah, it is funny. It's She has an old lady energy about her for being a young person. Like I was surprised to find out that she's 32 because to me, she was definitely seeming like somebody who was much older than me. I'm 38. So, like, I was a little bit confused when I found out. So, I, I know what you mean, though, because she does have, like, a – I want to call it frumpy, but I think it's frumpy. There's something is it, like – Because I'm like – is because to me, I was like, is it because she's country? Because I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, her hair looks fine. Um, You know, like – I don't know if it's that she's country because, like, she's from Texas. Like, that's not, like – it's not the middle of nowhere. Like, it's – like, where in Texas is she from? Do she say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, it just, I don't know. I, to me, she. Like, when she, he was like, she cooks greens like a 65 year old woman, I'm like, I bet she does. <laughs> I also, I'm like, are we sure she's not a 65 year old woman? <laughs> like, she just gives old, and so did her twin. So I'm like, 
Also, the lady that came to her dress fitting also gave old. I was like, how old are the men that well, you're dating? Well, that, that lady was very much clearly early 50s. <laughs> so I was like, she's dating men in the nursing home. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. Now I'm starting to think, because then she says, Greg says to Phaedra at dinner that, because Phaedra's essentially calling Greg a fucking predator. Right. Which is great. I was like, yes, please do say that. Um, And Greg says, no, he was the one that was preyed on by this woman. And I'm like, I don't know. Now I'm starting to wonder, is Letitia even actually 32? I don't know. Also, I just, to me, it's crazy because it's like, um, I was telling Kara, this is like, if I wanted to get on a reality show and I was like, yeah, I would have never thought to DM Greg. Greg. But then you look at it, I'm like, that's the easiest way. Like, that's the lowest hanging fruit. Like, it is. I could have bagged him easily. You know what I mean? Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, like, who else like, is there? Right? Like, Buddy? it's like. The lowest hanging fruit where I'm like, good for her. Like, she got where she wanted to go. She got herself on the show. They got very swiftly engaged. Yeah. And she led with the things she knew she he wanted. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to cook and clean. And I'm going to have a baby for you. Yeah. Well, good for her then. And in that case, I say, if this works out in your favor, sure. But it obviously, I don't think it is already. Um, also, if you get married to a man within six months, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, next week, Phaedra is going to bring Quad to Letitia's uh, bachelorette party, which, which is, is so insane. Diabolical. So insane. I can't even believe Quad was down to do that. Like, that's crazy. Even for TV, that's cr- a crazy thing to do. It- it, like it's like one thing for Phaedra to to make that happen, but for Quad to agree to go, I'm like Quad. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be fun to watch because you see her having a full breakdown, a meltdown. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And Quad is just there looking like, and then that's when I kind of feel bad for her because I'm just like, you're so like she is so much younger and out of her depth and like yeah, so especially like very insecure. Like when they were talking about her body, like her being body shamed by them, and like yeah, it was that was really getting cool. to her. She was like really upset about like the the girdle comment, and I, to me, I'm just like you're in Atlanta now. Everyone has surgery. Like you just have to like get used to like this is people are looking at you crazy because you don't have surgery. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, when I go home to Miami, I look insane next to my friends because I don't have surgery on my body. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I think also she should be glad that Jackie wasn't there because Jackie would have way worse things to say, except she would say it condescendingly. She'd be like, you know what? Let's get you on a diet plan. Why don't you come and join me? It's it's a lot easier to get a BBL than it is to like lose 40 pounds, which Dr. Jackie would have wanted to do. Like, they was just telling you to go lay on somebody's table. (laughs) And Heavenly was just saying, put on some better spanks. Right. That's it. Um, any other thoughts about Married to Medicine as we wrap up? Did we talk about everyone? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. The cast feels small. It does. And also, hey, where is Jackie's husband? Oh, yeah. Curtis. I hate him so much. Um, well, the preview for next week 
he does show up at the strip club. So he's there in he time for that's what he wants to be. Right, right. Yeah, that's where he wants to be. I'm going to um, be the only person to say this, but I do miss Anila. <gasps> what? I was I the only per- I was the only person that liked Anila. The only person. I just I I like I loved her husband. I really did enjoy I him. I love her husband. Yes. Yeah, I and I liked her husband. kids. I liked Anila. I I just liked Anila's family life. It like I liked Anila. She herself, like, Anila's an idiot and like she wore stupid ugly wigs and the contacts were insane. But I did <laughs> I did like having the um there's something about, you know, like the girl, like women on reality shows and like you've done a lot to yourself and you're doing things and then dealing with your daughter's insecurities of it. Like, yeah, I did really, really like that. Her daughter wanting to look like um, Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. And be like, well, I don't know why she wants to. And it's like, because bitch, you're wearing blue contacts. <laughs> because you're wearing blue contacts. Yes. I know. She drove me crazy, obviously, as a South Asian woman. I just like couldn't deal with it. But I loved her husband. And her husband was like, he was very And I thought he was public. I thought he was cute. Like I thought he was very attractive. He's tall. He's a doctor. Like I liked him. Yeah. Um he was like uh he was very much like Bavit from Rami. Yeah. Like I feel like it's a very similar vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Anila is an idiot and she really she really screwed the pooch there. I was like but I don't I know enjoyed what the fuck her and Toya cuz that friendship felt real cuz they're both idiots. Yes. Yeah, like they're stupid yeah. in the same way, and like I, I, I don't know. I liked Anila. I really did. Like people really hated <laughs> her on the show, and I was like, I liked Anila. I really did. Yeah. I liked her saying like I got this from vlogging. Like I, just, <laughs> I love that she like calls Instagram ads blogging, and like <laughs> you know you haven't written a sentence, but it's blogging. Like I just liked her. I did. <laughs> I love that they got robbed and all they did was put up like ring cameras, like uh, <laughs> yeah, not even any sophisticated system. They just went on Amazon and brought some ring cameras for the house. I love them. I really did. That's true. They were a, a special level of stupid. I think where she lost the plot for me is when she started blaming her black cast members for stealing. I mean, that was a very ridiculous, but that was Quad's fault. I that's still, true. that was Quad's fault. Quad <laughs> led her into that dumb shit. Like, that's true. That was all that's on true. Quad. That's Anila true. didn't come up with that on her own. No. <laughs> but like, Anila, I wish she even Anila looked had- stupid as Quad was telling her. So she's like, You think Quad set, you think Toya set me up? Like, she looked stupid even when she was saying it. So. <laughs> Um, I'm not mad at her. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Um, Chai, this is great. Can you please tell us about your podcast and what you have going on and uh, where everybody can find you? Okay, we're currently in the podcast. Um, Y'all Aren't Mad Enough is currently on a break. My co-host is touring Asia right now. So um, I've just been pressuring him. He's in, currently in Vietnam. I sent him all – I sent him the reels of Pavit, so he's nice. – He's going to try all the food places that Pavit did. Um, and that will probably be our first episode is him giving his review. Uh, so we're on a break for now. And um, you can follow me at Fly Chai on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere. Well, those are yes. all the places. Don't yes. look for me anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely 10 out of 10 content. I love I love everything that you put out. Um, thank you so much for being here. I will be back uh, later on in the week probably to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills and Lord knows what else. Um, I can't keep up with Bravo News these days. Shit is happening all the time. But yeah, you can catch me there and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.